everybody is talking about jobs. It seems that they're all pointing to that as making the difference for the future. I wanted to ask you, do you think that it really comes down to that? Is that all it takes? And if it is, how do we, how can we help recommend how to make those jobs? I had a very profound wisdom in my mother who used to always make it a point to tell me whenever I would achieve something good, when I got a medal, when I uh, was first in my class, or whatever the case may be, she would say, well, look, look at everything as when you failed, you think you failed, you actually succeeded because it exposed your weaknesses and success to have a continuous ongoing success, you have to overcome your weaknesses. But if they're not exposed, you won't overcome your weaknesses. And then she would say that every success on that ground becomes a failure because you succeeded in spite of your weaknesses because you still have weaknesses. And success camouflages weakness. And it always had a, a very difficult thing for me to comprehend. See, I came in this country 40 years back in 1968. And in 73, I started my company. Mm. And I ran it for 34 years, very successful. And Dow Chemical Company came in 2007 and made us an offer. And I, and I thought at that time, I need to go on to other things to deliver this message and so on. So I named a prize and they gave it to me. And I got all kinds of trophies and medals recognized by so many people. So oh, Ratanjit, you are successful, you are successful. But something in my mind, my mother's voice was still saying, Ratanjit, you failed. But I couldn't figure out how I failed. And today, I know how I failed. I focused on job creation and not on wealth creation. Yeah, wealth creation for me, but not in the oneness thought process. I segregated myself, and I did not create wealth for everybody who came to work with me, my teammates. I did not give ownership of the company to them. See, why it is so critical? See, job, if you analyze under a microscope, at best, it gives you an opportunity to learn things, gain experience, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But at worst, it enslaves you. You become dependent on this job. You become dependent on that paycheck. And because you have become dependent, your employer will tell you whatever they want from you. And also, your creativity is at your minimum. If you were owner of that company, you participated in the ownership of that company, and you are now, your stake is in the company. You are much more creative, and you are, your wealth is growing as the company's wealth is growing. That's what I mean. So instead of job creation, if our leaders and our society focuses on wealth creation, we will be at a different level. As somebody who works with small businesses, 
Right. Every day, day in and day out. Uh, that's the majority of the people that I am working with. There's not a lot of those small business owners who are wealthy. Right. They, they are not millionaires. They are working very hard and very long hours. So right. there's not a whole lot of difference for those people than having a job, except they probably work harder and make less than, than a lot of other people. But taking that segment aside, many of the business owners of, of larger businesses and very large businesses are extremely wealthy. See, the small businesses, everything starts small. How do they become big? Because one of the biggest struggle a small businessman has is find the right people. And one great friend of mine, who is a very successful businessman, he told me, Ratanjit, hire a person you can't afford. I said, well, how can I hire that person? That's who you need. Because the people who you can afford aren't bringing the skills which you need many times. You need a higher skill. You need more smarter or smarter people than you are to work with you. But what if, supposing this person I want to bring on board and she's worth $150,000 in salary and I can only afford $50,000 salary, how do I bring that person? I say, okay, I'll pay you $170,000 salary, but only 50000 in cash rest in stock. Now, she has an incentive to come in because if she has enough faith in her talent and industry she's coming into, she will be able to see that it validates two things, whether that person is going to be able to make a difference in her judgment. If she accepts that position, then she has decided that yes, she can make a difference and her stock ownership, the value is going to grow. Mm -hmm. So that is how you are able to incorporate people to, into your corporation. So this could work very well for small businesses. And, and let's put that aside for a second, and I hear you. On the bigger ones, the bigger companies that are employing hundreds of thousands of people, where is the incentive for these millionaires that are on the board of directors and that are the CEOs and the top level, top echelon of management, where is their incentive to say, okay, I'm going to share my millions with all of you little people <coughs> that work underneath me? How can so we change their mindset? Well, see, they're thinking with scarcity mentality because they think this is only this much big pie. If I give this much to people, I'm only left with this. But if you have your employee participate and become a ownership mindset, they are much more creative. They are watching everything going on. You can minimize the supervision because owners don't need supervision. They need training. Ratanji, you've introduced a new thought here when everybody is thinking about jobs, 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 you're saying that's not really the solution, it's wealth creation. Right. Now, you're also talking about putting more control, more activity, more participation, more money into the hands of the employees. Right. 
there's been that conversation about what's referred to as an ESOP, the employee-owned businesses. That hasn't worked. The reason it hasn't worked is that that is an instrument for an entrepreneur or for an owner to retire to cash. What that does, it allows the employees to go to the bank and borrow big sum of money and pay it to the owner. And suddenly they are laden with a lot of debt and no training whatsoever to be an owner. The next day, although on paper they say we own the company, but next day their mindset is still nine to five. They still have that job mentality. Entrepreneurialship is not a job mentality. Entrepreneurialship is owning a problem and figuring out how to solve that problem. And that's how you basically tap into your inner wisdom, inner conscience, inner creativity. Until you challenge yourself, you're not going to get there. So this training of our college students, school, high school students, is all designed to find a good job. They're not designed to be owners. And there is a false mentality created by so-called successful entrepreneur that everybody cannot be an entrepreneur. Everybody cannot have that mindset. It is wrong. Everybody is designed to think. Everybody has an independent thinking power. If they do, then they can all be in the mindset of accepting the challenge in finding and solving the problems. Entrepreneurship is all about looking at a problem and figuring out a solution. You are an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I mean, is, isn't that at the core of this? Absolutely, Inter finding a need, yeah. finding a way to fill that now, need. Now, why is it that immigrants who are coming in this country are twice as likely to start a business than an American born? Because when an immigrant comes, let's define an immigrant. An immigrant is a person who leaves their comfort zone of their country, their family, their environment, mm -hmm. and come to this unknown place, although they have been induced by the glamour and everything else. But once they come here, they find totally contrary. They have so many challenges. Nobody has a credit line when they come here. And nobody can go and borrow money from somewhere, but they work harder. They innovate. They think they see opportunities which are not seen when you are in the comfort zone of a job. Job is basically a comfort zone. It is the same equivalent of a charity. Charity becomes a crime when you feed somebody who is hungry and clothe somebody who is unclothed and leave them there at that stage. They become addicted to that. Whereas what we should do is, yes, we have to feed the hungry when they are hungry. Yes, when somebody doesn't have clothes, we have to clothe them. But don't leave them there. Bring them into the mainstream and make them as productive citizen of our society because your inner pride only comes from making a difference to somebody else which you deprive them if you only give charity and leave them there. So this is similar. Job is really, a, in one sense, you 
minimize their creativity. So look, this is your job. You describe a job for them, and you never really find out what their innate talent is, what their innate capabilities are. In college and school, their counselor advised them, say, okay, this is where you will get a job. So whether you like that profession or no, or whether you like that subject or no, that's what you specialize in. And when you come out, you have no passion attached to that. I don't know if you realize how radical this thought process is. No, it's a simple, it's a fundamental. I, I know from your perspective, it's very simple and very fundamental. But the way the world is operating now, we do pigeonhole people into right. levels. Jobs, yeah. Okay? I mean, from the time that we're in grade school, elementary school, you know, if we don't do well on tests and, and we don't do properly in class, they suddenly, you know, you're never going to amount to anything. You're never going to be uh, a CEO. You can't be an entrepreneur. You don't think creatively. You don't do well in this. And we take a whole lot of people and we say, you're just going to be a regular worker. Right. And I, and I don't mean to be judgmental on that, but there is a, a separation. You can't be an entrepreneur. You're not creative enough. You're not smart enough. You're, you're not a problem solver. Right. Are, are you telling me that, that? Everybody is a problem solver. Okay. So Fundamentally, what I, if otherwise, we, if you are not, we can't even live. We have challenges in our personal life every single day. And we solve and resolve those challenges even to exist. So why, if, if everybody is capable, why do we look at those entrepreneurs who do succeed and we, and we single them out? Wow, look at this guy. Look at this woman. They overcame this. They weren't supposed to be successful, but they were. They weren't supposed to be smart, but they are. I mean, we look at those. We can actually say, look at this guy, this guy, this woman, this woman. You're saying all of us can do that. Why yeah, don't see, we? The mindset of our society is... We say, well, look, uh, we have accepted fundamentally an erroneous assumption that everybody doesn't have the problem-solving capabilities. Yeah, they have problem-solving capability in different ways, yes. Everybody is not mechanical. Everybody is not mathematical. You know, our intelligence, which we call uh, people his intelligence, we call it IQ intelligence. Mm -hmm. But there are several types of intelligence. There are people who have artistic intelligence. There are people who have mathematical intelligence, people who have a language intelligence, people who have, so there are all kinds of intelligence. But we, we don't understand our own value, our own intelligence. It's all about really challenging yourself. Until you challenge yourself, you don't grow. We inhibit people from growing. That is why, Ray, in our society, we have obesity. That's why we have people who are depressed. When you are not feeling yourself uh, higher about you, you tend to do things which are erroneous. You go to the fridge and just eat, or sit there and watch television, or do something which is basically reduces you, because you have no self-worth. Self-worth comes from finding problem solving, you think higher of yourself. Otherwise, you live life incomplete. It's interesting you talk about the different types of intelligences. And earlier, you said we have to surround ourselves with smarter people. That's really what it comes down to, isn't it? If, if I know that I'm not 
intelligent in these areas, you and I find people that are, then we team. have the ultimate team. Right. And now we can really make decisions about everything. Yeah, this is where the oneness is. Oneness is all about, see this, my human body itself. If I ask these hands to do my eyes job, they will never be able to do that. If I ask my eyes to do my hands job, they, they will never be able to do that. But it collectively, it works in symphony. It's like it, everything works together. I see something coming to, towards you, it's going to harm, hand goes and protects you, right? Mm -hmm. This is all coordinated. That's why this human body is one. If our society doesn't become one and go on the path of wealth creation, value creation, through wealth creation, we are going to be always in this rut. It looks like it's a money-made thing, but it is very spiritual. Spiritual way to live in our society is wealth creation, value creation, not job creation. I came to you with the fact, and it truly is a fact, that this world and many of the countries in the world are saying the future is about new jobs. Your thought is that job creation is not the answer. It needs to be a well, variation of that, yeah. and you call it wealth creation. Well, have people participate in that. Let them have the ownership. Let that ownership inspire their innate creativity of solving problems. So what happens is we become much more attuned to addressing these problems rather than worried about a couple of experts solving everything. And we talked about the fact that people have different levels of intelligence. Right. And so in, in the oneness way of, of doing, of living life, it's also the oneness way of being in business that right. we pool our resources, pool, pool our, our resources. talents. Any company which is successful, you will find that they very cohesively work and utilize talented people to work together. Human beings are not robots, whereas they are a job mindset uses them as robots. They describe, this is your job, this is your function. You come every morning at nine o'clock and do this, 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 and this. And you repeat doing this, this, and this. Our college, our universities, our youngsters need to be retrained in problem solving, retrained in owning the problem and finding the solution, retrained in ownership into the company, retrained not as job seekers, but value adders. 